Hey guys, what's up? Zach here with the Zach Shanky Podcast. I'm curious. I'm going to walk through some things out loud from my brain to you to hopefully find... um, I don't know if I can call it a solution per se because it's not necessarily a problem. It kind of is, but it isn't. It's actually probably a pretty common problem out there. You guys might, might have faced something similar, if not the exact same thing in the past. So kind of looking to just kind of share some thoughts and feelings and see see what comes of it. Some great things have come from that, by the way, on this podcast. If For those of you that have been like OG podcaster, podcast listeners with me, um, you know, sometimes when I do this, all of a sudden there's like a new strategy that comes out of it or something. I'm not saying that's going to happen every time or this time, but it's just something I like to do from time to time, and I use the podcast here as, as a means to do that and to sort through some of the thoughts and feelings going through my brain and my heart. And uh, right now, what the the biggest, okay, not the biggest thing, but one of the things is is uh, I, w- I was kind of starting a new relationship with a gal named Sarah. She's really an amazing person, really outstanding. And, uh, and I made some mistakes <laughs> with that relationship in terms of, um, well, to be honest, I wasn't completely forthcoming and honest in a couple of areas. So, um, when those things came to light, which, you know, was bound to happen and, and I've, I'm, I'm an imperfect human being just like everyone else. Naturally, it kind of caused a rift and, and caused the end of that starting relationship now of course it never really got super serious or anything like that so glad it happened now than later it still kind of stings a little bit because I do feel like it's it's you know it's definitely my fault that I missed out on on somebody who is quite great I mean she's really a wonderful person so um so that that happened and and you know I prayed and I repented and um I need to focus moving forward you know, how I'm going to handle certain questions in the future. Um, to be honest, guys, a lot of it had to do with my living situation. And, um, she did know that my ex lived with me. She did not know about the RV and stuff like that. Like, it's not like I blatantly, I don't know. I I just, I should have been a lot more forthcoming and and outright with her at the beginning. And it's, it's one of those things where like you, you start a date with somebody and they're like, Oh, so like, where do you live? And then when that becomes the topic, you don't want to be like, Oh yeah, I live in an RV with five kids and my ex-wife. You know what I mean? Like that was kind of the motivation behind it is like, I didn't want to lose out on a potential good relationship just because I'm getting judged out, out front. But then again, if I get judged up front, is it really going to be a good relationship? That's, you know, there's some thoughts there, but anyway, whatever I I have to move forward. Um, and I hope she does as well. And I hope she finds somebody that's, that fits the bill a little bit better for her. Um, moving on, moving forward. It's, it's interesting the day that that happened. Um, I actually got two other conversations. I didn't do it. Two other people messaged me on certain dating apps and uh, they're legit people because they have already agreed to an in-person date. Um, and that's, that's awesome. And so one of them in particular, I'm, I'm particularly excited for. She's, she seems very much an optimist. And I, I find that awesome. Anyway, so moving on from that topic into the more serious, more much more serious topic. And that is about my kids and my living conditions. So 
the RV is great, and I, I really don't complain about Foxy too much because she's awesome. That's my my RV's name, if you didn't know. Um, I do love my RV. Um, she works great. She's really well built. Um, got a couple more things to, to fix up on her, but nothing, you know, she can handle the winter right now in the state she's in, and uh, which is exciting. So I have no real problems with with living in an RV. The biggest issue that I have with the RV is the fact that my ex-wife also lives in the same RV. That is way too, any house is too crowded for a recently divorced couple, I would think, much less an RV, <laughs> a 30-year-old RV that doesn't even have slide outs, right? Like, it's crowded. It's crowded. Um, you know, the kids kind of have their own spots and stuff, which is great. And, and anyway, so... <laughs> It has been torture is probably the best way I can put it. Um, if it was just me and the kids, honestly, it would be totally cool because we have the best RV spot in the RV um, camp because you can like, you, it's, it's basically a giant parking lot, but we are right next to one of the only patches of grass and it's a pretty sizable field. And so my kids and the neighbor's kids, they frequently go to that grass spot to play. And when there's snow on it, they're gonna play in the snow. And it's really not a bad place. And you know, they're always outside now because there's not a lot of room inside. And I love that, I think that's amazing. And so no complaints on that front. The, the only complaint is being in that close of a vicinity to my ex-wife and, and the way we are is just so different and uh, to be honest, we're actually now at a level of tolerance with each other for the most part. Um, but there's still, there's these little things and, and it's little things that just really make my life in the RV torture is the best version of it. It's like a mental torture. And so ultimately the, I have this goal and the goal is to not be under the same roof as my ex-wife ASAP. Now, my first attempt to do so was to move somewhere, to rent a place. Turns out my credit is so freaking bad, I can't do that. Nobody gives me the time of day. Nobody. Like, it's, it's terrible. What a terrible, awful system. So then I thought, okay, my wife's credit is a little bit better than mine. Maybe she can. The problem is, guys, she just got a job. Most rental properties, not only do you have to earn three times the rental amount, which she barely meets that requirement, but you also have to have had a job for one to two years. She just got this job because of the divorce, right? Because like, like now she's not dependent on my money, which is awesome, but like it's not good enough to rent. So we're both in a situation where we cannot get a place to rent, even though both of us can afford it, myself much more so than her. And I have showed my bank statements. I mean, I mean, it's no secret, guys, that I'm, I'm, not, I'm not hurting, hurting for money. I'm doing pretty good, right? And, uh, and that's only going to get better as time goes on, and I'm really excited about that. But what good is that if they, don't, if they still don't do it? I even offered a guy to pay him six months' worth of rent up front, and he still would not take me on. Says I'm too much of a risk <laughs> based on my freaking credit score. So anyway, all right. So now that I've gotten that out of my system, that was my first attempt. Like, okay, I'm going to find a place to rent or my ex-wife is going to find a place to rent. And that way we won't be under the same roof. And we went hard for a month of both of us just going, 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 checking out open houses, doing all these things, calling people, calling people, texting people, everything that we could do and nothing. I gave a guy my, every 
every bank statement for the entire year, plus three referrals, plus, like, and still nothing. Okay, there comes a point in time when you have to admit this isn't going to change unless my credit changes. So I thought, okay, but how long is that going to take? It's going to take way too long. Okay, so I'm like, I need to get out of the torture soon. And it's not just me. I have, I am 100% certain that my ex-wife is also feeling tortured. Okay. And it's again, not because of the RV, not because of that. It's because we're both under the same tiny roof. And the way I like to run my house is different than the way she wants to run her house. And thus we end up with this, this silent aggression. (laughs) You know, we don't disagree in front of the kids, but there's these looks that, that are exchanged frequently between us <laughs> that are ultimately not fun to live with. So we're both trying so hard <laughs> and it's failing. So then I was like, okay, all right. I have one last resource at my disposal that I can try to leverage. And that is living with my mom again. Ugh. Ugh. And I remember the pains that I felt at the beginning of this year when I was living with her while my family was still in Oklahoma. And I thought back to those pains and I'm like, oh, okay, if I'm going to make that happen, which don't get me wrong, my mom definitely will want me to live with her because she's a little bit obsessive over her kids, over me and my brother. So I'm like, okay, she's not going to say no. But the question is, would she allow it if we set some boundaries? Because there were boundaries that needed to be set. And so I called her and asked her and she was okay with certain boundaries. And then she had some for me as well. Great. Mutual boundaries. I love it. Then the problem is her landlord. So the reason I don't live there anymore, by the way, and I went back under the same roof, so to speak, as my my ex-wife, is because the landlord had kicked me out. (laughs) Because I was living there without his permission And therefore he had to kick me out Apparently, whatever So she asked him if I could And then my kids would be with me only You know, 50% of the time So every other week, and he said, absolutely not Absolutely not, he said There's no way, I don't want any kids Living next door, by the way, he lives next door In the same duplex So it's a side-by-side duplex Landlord lives on one side, my mom lives on the other Okay, and this guy's old Very grumpy, very cranky Um, Turns out he doesn't want to deal with kids. You know, kids throw temper tantrums from time to time. They scream a little bit. Sometimes they stay up late. You know, he doesn't want to deal with all that. As a neighbor directly side by side us, okay? So I talked to him. He gave me the same answer. Um, So then I tried... I tried speaking to his heart a little bit. Didn't work at all. The guy is divorced. His kid lives with him. And he just still does not, he does not, has, he has no sympathy at all, uh, much less empathy. So I was like, okay, what the heck am I going to do? And so I brought it up with my ex-wife and uh, she's feeling the torture as I am. And therefore we had to come up with a plan. And this is where, this is the part I really need to speak out loud and think about and decide on if it's worth it, etc. So here's what's going, okay, here's the proposed plan. There's nothing that, there's no downside from a legal standpoint, okay? Here's, here's the plan. The plan would be 
I, if I live with my mom, the kids would be with me every, every Saturday and Sunday. Every weekend, they would be with me, and then every weekday, they would be in the RV with their mom. Okay, pros and cons. Pros and cons here, guys. Let's just point out the big, massive, freaking con that is where I don't get to see my kids except twice a week. I hate that. That is the biggest thing holding me back from this idea, this concept, okay? Hate the idea of not seeing my kids more than twice a week. I expressed that to the to my ex-wife. She said, it's not like you can't visit them during the week if you want. I said, well, can I? And she said, absolutely, as long as, you know, we're home. So that's a, that's a plus. Okay, so it's not exactly like strictly Saturday, Sunday. It's more... It's a little more lenient. It's just that way because of the stupid landlord. Also, he said no to them living there even on the weekends. So I'm going to, I would pick them up on Saturday, drop them off Saturday night, pick them up Sunday morning, drop them off Sunday night. This is how this would work. Um, And okay, so the biggest con, of course, last time with my kiddos, that con stings, stings pretty bad. Pros. There are a few pros here. Number one, I would save a lot of money on rent. I'm basically paying $1,500 a month on rent between the RV spot um, and um, my office that I pay for. So if I lived with my mom, my office would be at my mom's house. I would cancel the, the office and I'd just have to pay my share of the rent with my mom plus a couple of other things, you know, some of the internet bills, some of the electric, some of the water, all that kind of stuff. Okay? Awesome. So there's that. So so I'm like, okay, all right. I'm just trying to think of. So I would save money. What what good is that going to do me though? What's the goal? What's the intention behind that? Well, the intention is for me to buy outright my own place, not have to worry about rent or mortgages. Just buy outright a place. Okay, what's the fastest place I could buy? You know, I don't want to. I, I probably am not going to save up five hundred thousand dollars and buy a freaking fancy house, right? So what's the the smallest amount I can spend in order to have a decent living condition outside of an RV? The answer to that is a trailer home. Okay, you know, trailer parks, a trailer home. Now, trailer homes have a pretty bad reputation um, as lazy people and crime-ridden and things like that. Truth be told, though, my mother-in-law lives in a trailer home um, with her two adult sons and I'll I'll be honest it's actually pretty freaking nice it's actually way nicer than I ever thought of trailer homes not only that but the the park itself is not bad like other people's trailer homes look even better than hers and some of them are bigger than hers and there's a park in the middle and there's trails you can walk and and walk your dog stuff like that like it's actually not half bad it's not it's not I don't think what people typically think about um so I thought about that. I said, okay, great. How much is a, is a trailer home? Well, 15 to 20 grand is what it would cost. Okay, how long would it take me to save up 15 to 20 grand so that I can get out from under my mom's roof and thus, again, have 50-50 custody of my kids? Hmm, that's a question. That's a really good question. And I think I have some answers to it um, that I think are, are reasonable. Um, so the other thing, this is something that you have to worry about when you're recently divorced 
Um, I don't want it to look like I'm purposely trying to not see my kids as often or that I can't take care of them 50% of the time. You know what I mean? So we are to, uh, my, my ex-wife and I are going to write up a document stating just that and stating the purpose behind it and the intent as to move somewhere else so that I can reinstate 50-50 custody and all that good stuff, okay? So that legally, from a legal standpoint, I feel like I'm going to be pretty safe. There's nothing that can happen there. Um, I talked to the kids about it. They're not super thrilled either because they love spending time with me just as much as I love spending time with them. They're the greatest kids on earth. I'm sorry. Yeah. If you're listening to this, you have kids. Nope. My kids are better. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so, um, they're, they're fantastic. And so they're, but they're like, you know, we got to do what we got to do because we can't, we just can't keep, you know, <laughs> we can't, they know, they know, they feel the tension when Toya's home and I'm home. And we, in her and I, we try to, we try not to be there at the same time if we can help it. Okay. We really do. We, we try our best. Um, but there's only so much we can do not at home, <laughs> you know? So anyway, guys, so I think, um, I think I'm going to go with, go through with it. And then here's the other side that is really important to me. Um, and that is you guys, um, well, specifically my prosperity movement community. Um, I have let them down quite a few times and my own internal team I've let down because I didn't do some of the things I said I was going to do in the timeline I said I was going to do it in. And I feel really bad about it. And a, and a big part of that is because I am extremely limited in my capabilities at an RV with a hotspot, like so limited. You guys, I don't even like to trade on that kind of internet. It's not even bad. Like it's, it's weird. Cause if you can stream Netflix and YouTube and we could have all the devices on at once and not really have a problem. But as soon as I try recording or if I try, um, trading, like it just takes a whole nother level of bandwidth and I can't even do zoom on it either. So like there's, it's just so limiting. My, my meetings are limited that week that I have the kids, not because I have the kids, but it's because of that hotspot. So my meetings are limited. My trading is limited. My recordings are limited. Everything gets so freaking limited just because of not great internet. And it's, it's very frustrating, very frustrating for someone like me who's made a living off of that stuff. So I am in, I'm, I'm thinking, so like this would be a temporary thing too, where I would be able to get my work taken care of as well, which of course would help me save up for the trailer and thus speed things along, right? And then, of course, when I have the trailer, I would have the kids half the time again. It would not be a problem because one of the rooms would be allocated to my office, okay, straight up. So that way I can, like, record or do some work in there without, without distractions and stuff. Like, the weeks I have the kids, I try not to do a lot of work, but I still need to do, you know, two to four hours of work a day naturally, right? And that's freaking fantastic. If you ask me, it's better than an eight hour day that most people have to do. And this is why most men, by the way, don't do 50, 50 custody. It's not because they don't love their kids. It's because they're the sole provider for their household most of the time. And because of that, they have 40 to 50 hour work weeks. And who's going to watch their little children if they got little ones. 
Now I have a little bit of an advantage there. I have a teenage son who's very responsible and uh, he does the babysitting for me and he's really, really fantastic at it. And, uh, you know, and we pay him for it, you know, and so I do have a little advantage there. Um, but my point is, is I'll, I'll be able to do the 50, 50 custody without it, without a hitch. It's just a matter of, um, it's just a matter of having the internet capability as well as not an ex-wife at present. So those two things combined, I feel it would be great. Anyway, awesome guys. Good chat. <laughs> now you know the whole situation. And now I think I've kind of inadvertently made a decision on the matter. So, um, thank you guys. And thank you for being patient for those of you that have been waiting on certain videos and things like that. Appreciate you and, uh, hang tight because they are coming and they are amazing. So, um, love you guys. Talk to you later.